Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right. Hello, everybody. I hope everyone had a very good weekend. Welcome to the Monday edition of Locked On Islanders. Today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you can get 10% off of your first order. Today, a very happy day for New York Islanders fans. Today, The Islanders' practice facility, which is located just across the street from the Nassau Coliseum, opens again for informal workouts as the NHL enters Stage 2 of their plan to return to play. We will talk about that, what it means, a little bit about what Barry Trotz had to say about it. We will also have our Islanders' birthday of the day Two Islanders celebrating birthdays, but we're going to focus in on one. And then, of course, we will start our list of fan favorites. And we will start that off today with a very special moment from this season. Don't forget, if you have a question or a comment or something you'd like us to discuss, you could send the show an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, We are happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that is on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter, and we'll tell you whenever a new episode drops. The Twitter handle is at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest news and notes from the world of the New York Islanders. All right, so today is the long-awaited day. We have finally reached phase two of the Islanders and the NHL's plan to resume play, and that happens today. About a third of the players, according to several sources, are on Long Island and therefore will be already here to work out. Right now, everything is on a voluntary basis, and that means that players don't have to show up uh, at this point, but you got to figure most of them will want to be here as soon as they can safely travel here and get back to the facility. Lamarillo basically saying on the Islanders' official website, we will be ready to open on Monday. We have satisfied... All the protocols checked all the boxes with references to the facility. 
the medical part and the testing part of it, we are ready. As far as how many players will be coming or when they start, I could not give you that answer yet, but we will make it available to the players. Those are the words of Lou Lamorello and the Islanders general manager. He adds, the preparation has been extremely diligent. This is certainly with consultation of outside consultants, infectious disease experts, medical doctors, all of the above, all of the different protocols we have as far as number of players, the setup of the locker rooms, the time frame between crossing over, there's an extensive amount of detail that will be followed. And phase two is sort of a pre-training camp thing. It's informal. It is voluntary. It is not necessarily being watched closely by coaches at all moments. And then that is sort of a lead up to stage three, which we've been told will not happen before July 10th. So we're looking essentially at five weeks of stage two, if everything goes according to plan, and we will see whether or not things continue to work well. If all these safety precautions are being taken and there is no big outbreak among the players, I would say we are probably going to be getting close to, you know, that July, uh, the August 1st date to more or less get things started up again. Now, here's the the interesting thing. Uh, Barry Trotz, head coach, here's a guy who, again, has been a winner throughout his tenure in the NHL, won a Stanley Cup a couple of years back with the Washington Capitals. And in an interview uh, with Arthur Staple of The Athletic, he basically admitted that this is going to be a very different set of circumstances for both the players and the coaching staff. He said, we're going to have to do things that are unusual. I think in any business, especially sports, you have to do things that are unusual to be successful. So we will have to make sure we're in a good place as a group and ready for whatever comes. We will have to adapt on the fly. Now, Part of the reason that that's not necessarily easy, hockey players, like all athletes, really are creatures of habit. And they have a pregame routine and even a, a meal they like to eat or a place they like to eat at. They usually try to take their pregame nap at the same time. Uh, <clears throat> those habits, realistically, uh, are going to be challenged and and be changed, but there will be a new routine and there will be a new normal when all is said and done with regard to safety precautions and how you prepare and how this is going to work. And hopefully the athletes will adjust. Uh, Some more quotes right now from Trot. I really feel you need all sorts of pieces to drive your team. Every team is driven in different ways by all types of people. Some of the people that drive us defensively, emotionally, physically, were out at the same time and we weren't able to sustain ourselves. At the end, our mentality was coming back, even though the results didn't show it. One of the things I did like about our group was our mentality, was getting back to our true Islander mentality. 
It all starts with your attitude, your focus, your identity, even though we weren't getting results. So that's Trotz basically talking about the way the Islanders were playing heading back into the break. And now, with the Phase 2 and then with the official training camp coming, the time will come when they can reestablish that attitude and be in a better position when the playoffs start and they face the Florida Panthers come August 1st, give or take, uh, than they were when play was suspended in the middle of March. And if you want to be your best, try a Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It comes in 16 amazing flavors. Eight of them nut-free. Eight of them have nuts. All of them are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And best of all, Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high protein, and high fiber. One of my favorite flavors, peanut butter brownie. 20 grams of protein, only 170 calories, just 3 grams of sugar, and 3 grams of net carbs. We have a special offer for Locked On Islanders listeners right now. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your first order. That's the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. All right, it is time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Two Islanders with birthdays today, June 8th. Uh, we will mention them both, but I'll go into a little more detail about one. First of all, <clears throat> happy birthday to Brian McCabe, the former Islanders defenseman. Spent three seasons with the Islanders back in the 90s and, and was one of the young up-and-coming defensemen on the Islanders teams back then. But it is also today the 23rd birthday of one Anthony Bevilier. So, Bo, turning 23, the native of Sorel Tracy, Quebec, uh, now in his fourth season with the Islanders, third, uh, well, fourth full season. Uh, still, you know, it's, it's crazy. He had his best offensive season back in 2017-18, as far as goals are concerned, scoring 21 that year. Each of the last two seasons, 18. Now, of course, he was on pace had the season continued as it normally would have had the Islanders played their last 14 games. He certainly, the odds are that Bavillier would have at least matched, if not topped, the 21 goals that he scored back in 2017. 2018, so that is certainly uh, encouraging, and we have definitely seen more and more parts of Anthony Bovillier's game growing over the course of the last few seasons, and, and you get the feeling that he's a little step away, just a small step away from being able to have that breakout season. So, in honor of Anthony Bavillier's birthday. We're going to go back to uh, November 15th, 2018 at the Barkley Center. The Rangers invading Brooklyn to take on the Islanders and uh, always a barn burner when these two teams get together. Henrik Lundqvist got the start for the Rangers. Tomas Grice in between the pipes for the Islanders in this one. Uh, Islanders fell behind early, 
with Jordan Eberle in the box for hooking Chris Kreider, a power play goal, his ninth from Neil Pionk and Mika Zibinijad, and it's 1-0 Rangers. Rangers get up 2-0 on a goal by Frederick Clayson at 535. Brett Howden with the helper, and just like that, you say, uh-oh, Islanders are in trouble. But Beauvillier helps rally the team at 9.35. He gets his second goal of the season. Thomas Hickey and Valtteri Filppula with the helpers, and the Islanders are on the board and back in the hockey game. And then a minute and three seconds later, Brock Nelson tallies his ninth from Nick Letty and Jordan Eberle at 10.38. And after 20 minutes, this game is even at 2-2. Two and two. Bavillier would continue to shine, getting his second of the game, third of the season at 224. Filpola and Leo Komarov with the assists, but then the Islanders get into a little bit of trouble. Uh, Vinny Lettieri takes a penalty for the Rangers. He's off for interference, and the Rangers take uh, a shorthanded goal out of that Islanders power play. Kevin Hayes, his fourth at 321, and the game is all of a sudden tied at 3-3. Then Brady Shea offer interference and the Islanders power play answers back. It's Bavillier, his third of the game, fourth of the season, his first career NHL hat trick on the power play from Johnny Boychek and Matt Barzal at 5-13. And then the Islanders power play strikes again late in the period with Chris Kreider off for tripping, Anders Lee gets his sixth from Nick Letty and Josh Bailey at 14.04. And after two periods, the Islanders have a 5-3 lead. Leo Komarov gets the Islanders' lead extended midway through the third period. His third from Filpola and Bavillier, But the Rangers don't quite quit. Barzal goes off for cross-checking at 12.52. And Chris Kreider answers his 10th from Pionk and Alexander Gorgiev, and it's suddenly a goal closer. Rangers again pull to within uh, 6-5 to five as Philip Cheadle scores with 2.29 left in regulation. Nemestikov and Shattenkirk with the assist, and that leads the Rangers to pull their goaltender, and Cal Clutterbuck clinches the win for the Islanders with an empty netter at 1939, his second of the year. Brock Nelson with the helper, and the Islanders end up with a 7-5 win over the Rangers. For Anthony Beauvillier, we mentioned his first career NHL hat trick. Add an assist to that, a four-point game. He was a plus two and got that way on five shots, so three goals in a team-leading five shots. For Bavillier, other multiple-point getters, Valtteri Filpola with three assists in this game, and then a goal and an assist for Kamarov and Brock Nelson, and two helpers for Nick Letty. As for the plus-minus, Leo Kamarov leading the Islanders with three, a plus-three in this game. 36 saves for Thomas Grice as the Rangers took 41 shots on goal compared to the Islanders' 24, but Grice's strong play helped the Islanders to a 7-5 win over the Rangers. Anthony Bavillier, the birthday boy, 
with his first NHL hat trick happening back on November 15th, 2018 at the Barclays Center. Alright, so our theme for this week is fan favorites, and our fan favorite moment right now, what is your favorite moment from the 2019-2020 season, and almost without exception, the answer has been the Islanders' franchise record 17-game point streak. It started back on October 12th with a 3-2 shootout home win over the Florida Panthers. The Islanders actually won 10 games in a row during that streak before an overtime loss, then went and won five games in a row before another uh, overtime loss, and then the streak ended on November 25th of this past year back in Anaheim when the Islanders were shut out by the Ducks by a score of three to nothing. And the beautiful thing about this streak, first of all, the Islanders win it the way they usually win, and that is with good goaltending, in fact, very, very good goaltending, and with just enough scoring to get the job done. And, you know, the amazing thing is that they didn't score more than five goals in a game throughout this entire streak. But you look at the goals against, for example, two, two, one, two, 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 three, two, zero, one. I mean, you you go down this list, that's the 10-game winning streak that we talked about. Uh, You didn't give up, you gave up more than two goals only once during that entire streak, and you're still able to win 10 games in a row. When you're playing that good a team defense and getting that kind of goaltending, you're going to win a lot of hockey games. And that's what the Islanders did. And it was encouraging. And look, at that point in the season, Simeon Varlamov and Tomas Grice were alternating every game. So at that point, both goalies were playing very, very well. Both goalies knew their roles. They knew that, you know, regardless, unless they went into a prolonged slump, they were going to have uh, a start every other game. And even when there was a shutout, during this streak, and that was a one nothing win in Buffalo against the Sabres back on November 2nd, even when you had the only shutout of the streak, the alternating continued. And then the next game, three nights later, they only gave up one goal in a 4-1 home win against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, you know, they had six home games and four road games in that 10-game winning streak. But while there were a few more games at home during the 17-game streak, uh, overall, it was essentially 10 home games and 7 road games over the course of the streak. And some great comebacks involved during the streak. And it was a beautiful thing to see, quite honestly, that the Islanders were getting key clutch contributions from up and down their lineup. Different players coming up big at different times. Derek Brassard, who has struggled for most of the rest of the season, 
was red hot during this 17-game point streak. And Broussard, at that point, had moved from his uh, original position as the team's third-line center and moved up to the wing on the second line due to injuries. And his unselfishness and his ability to adjust to a different situation really helped out the Islanders, and he was very productive during that streak. Now, he hasn't been productive much since then. Uh, He even was getting power play time and cashing in on it then. But look, Broussard is another one of those players that the Islanders are going to need back to play back up at the level that they played in earlier in the season if they hope to really make a run. And, you know, to me, this 17-game point streak, yeah, it's great. You look at it in the rearview mirror. It's an accomplishment. Heck, even the dynasty teams didn't get points in 17 straight games. But at the same time, it's a blueprint. And for Islander fans, it's a blueprint as to what this team needs to do to be successful. They need offensive contributions up and down the lineup. That goes without saying. Jordan Eberle, for example. Uh, we talked about Broussard. Jordan Eberle got off to a slow start. They're going to need more from him when play resumes. And they're going to need him to be contributing on a regular basis. Certainly, having Adam Pellick back in the lineup is going to mean a lot for the New York Islanders. And assuming Pellick gets through uh, the informal training camp and then the official training camp, that is a huge, huge addition for this Islanders team once they start the playoffs against a Florida Panthers team that has some very dangerous goal scorers and offensive talent up and down their lineup. So, Getting Pellick back, getting contributions from Brassard, getting contributions from Eberle, uh, having Jean-Gabriel Pajot come back and play the way he did in Ottawa, or maybe just even play the way he did the first two games he joined the Islanders, where his adrenaline was higher and he seemed very much ready to go, that would be a big help for the New York Islanders in the playoffs. And obviously, you know, I don't want to blame the goaltending, but I would say after January 1st, after the new year, the Islanders team defense wasn't as good, and a lot of that had to do with Pellick not being available, but their goaltending wasn't as good. It was still, you know, more than acceptable, uh, more than good enough to win enough hockey games if the offense would have been even average. But they're going to need, whether it's Varlamov or Grice, or if the NHL changes its mind and Ilya Sorokin is allowed to join the Islanders for this year, uh, for the playoffs, you know, they're going to need better goaltending as well when push comes to shove if they hope to advance past the Florida Panthers. This 17-game win streak, unquestionably the highlight of the regular season this year. But it is also a blueprint for what the Islanders need to do to succeed in the playoffs. And if you want to make this year 
a magical playoff season like 1993 or 1975, or even better yet, a Stanley Cup winning season like you had in 80, 81, 82, and 83, you're going to need the Islanders to adapt the blueprint that they had during this 17-game point streak from back in October and November. That's going to do it for us right here on this episode of Locked On Islanders. If you're enjoying the show, please do tell a friend, tell a family member, and uh, please leave us a five-star rating and leave a review on your podcatcher of choice. That helps other Islander fans find the show when they do a search. Now, have your smart device play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL for a league-wide view of the world of hockey. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And remember, let's go Islanders.